Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. You are listening to the Satellite Sisters. Happy St. Patrick's Day. I'm Leanne Dolan here in Pasadena, California, and I have my two Irish sisters with me, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Texas. Julie, happy St. Patrick's Day. Top of the morning to you, sisters. Glad to be with you. And Monica Dolan is in Portland, Oregon. Monica, I know you're a huge celebrant of St. Patty's Day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm just looking for something green to wear in my closet. Yeah. Not really, Leon. I, I, I'm planning on spending a very quiet St. Patrick's Day. By you, know, my- you don't have a giant thing of green beer next to you? Come on. Fess up, Monty. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, well, last I'm week we were... Four beef and cabbage. <laughs> Last week, we were all abuzz about the possibility of Pope Dolan, and sadly, that did not happen. But we did get a new pope with named Pope Francis. Julie, your thoughts on the new pope? Well, I have very exciting, uh, Leanne and Monica. First of all, I am sure that Vatican TV is going to win a daytime Emmy for the coverage. <laughs> I mean, of all those cardinals pro- uh, processing into the Sistine Chapel, I mean, that was just unbelievable. And then when the white smoke came out of the chimney, I had things to do, but I was glued to the TV. I just kept hoping, wouldn't it be fantastic if they open those doors and it's Pope Dolan? <laughs> Hi, Julie. I was literally on the edge of my couch. I could not. I have to tell you the same thing. I had the car all loaded up to like finally go to the post office and mail stuff that's been in my house for months. I couldn't do it. Couldn't tear myself away. Monica, did you indulge in the papal announcement? Yes. I mean, I, I ended up, I was sick. I was home from work. Uh, I was sick the day the Pope was elected and the day the Pope was announced. And I didn't even know, I mean, I knew it was going on, but I was on the computer and I saw sort of this live feed, the smoke come out. So, of course, the whole rest of the day I spent on the couch, terribly exciting. I was watching ABC News, Diane Sawyer, Cokie Roberts. I don't know. They had a couple of priests on. It was just, it was a nail biter, Leon. It was a nail biter. I really enjoyed the coverage. Yeah, it was. was March Madness at its best. And it was. So let's hope Pope Francis uh, can can do what he needs to do here. That's all I have to say. The name Francis inspired my kids go to a Franciscan school. So they're hugely excited, which you have to say is not that usual for teenage boys about the new Pope. But they had mass the next name, day. I, I think it's a great name, and I think it's signaling great things. It's great he's from Latin America, and certainly we need a good pope. Yes, so we do. Let's, uh, so let's just, uh, you know, I mean, let, you know, this is his first week on the job. So far, so good. Uh, so carry on, Pope Francis. <laughs> carry on. Okay. Um, we have a big full show for you today. Lots of news to talk about. Um, but first, I just want to share some good I have good news for Julie. Oh. Uh, condolences for monica oh all right julie first the good news i mean has this been a week for justin timberlake or what are you just beside yourself watching him on every show imaginable i'm dizzy i'm really dizzy because you know 
I, I'll, you know, I have been a Justin Timberlake fan for a long time. Even when I dare say it really wasn't that cool. That is true. Uh, Justin Timberlake fan, but I just always spotted his talent, his great personality, and now, I mean, it's been just boffo. Obviously, I can't stay up that late to watch all these shows, but that's what YouTube is for, Liam. So, Julie, I would imagine between the post Pope coverage and JT, you barely left your home this week. Uh, <laughs> that's about Julie, it. Julie, I half expected to get an email from you saying you had gone to South by Southwest because <laughs> <laughs> he was there. He was there. If yeah. I could have figured out a way to get there, I will. I mean, and I, I ha- there is a date in destiny, me and JT. I know it's going to happen. Um, maybe that's what, you know, sometime this year, I feel like that's now one of my personal goals to go see him in concert. Well, yeah. here's, here's the date I want to throw out. July 28th, he's playing the Rose Bowl with uh, Jay-Z. Whoa. I know. <laughs> I won't be here, but you could stay here and try to oh. get some scalper tickets. <laughs> okay, Leon. Thank you. All right. That's All right. it. All right. And then, Julie, I have more good news for you because it was announced on Friday. I mean, circle your calendars for spring 2014. There uh-huh. is going to be a new Carol King musical on Broadway. Well, you know I'm going to that. I know. I mean, I would imagine your Women's Weekend will now be shaped around, I think it's called (laughs) Beautiful, the Carol King story. So it's not only, you know, it's her music. It's beyond tapestry, Julie. Although, even if it was just tapestry, I know it would be good enough for you. That would be plenty for me. That's really... (laughs) I would would imagine they're going to really... musical selections, it's either JT or Carol King. That's pretty much it. And some Beatles and Springsteen. But that I, I've, I've sort of got a limited rotation. There. So, oh, that's very exciting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, just announced. So I would imagine they're going to keep the theater like a meat locker because all the women <laughs> will be having hot flashes. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be having like, fans in the lobby. I know, Monica, you went to see that Menopause the Musical. I think Oh, this- my gosh. That was just too much, that that musical. <laughs> so, so that is a huge week for you, Julie. So congratulations. And then, Monica, just some condolences on the end of the Georgetown-Syracuse rivalry. Lee, and I'm glad you mentioned that because, yeah, I guess the Big East tournament at Madison Square Garden, this was the last time it was going to be played and Leon, i read all the stories about that it just does make me sad monica's a georgetown grad she was there at the time of patrick ewing yes those georgetown dynasty yeah and quite a rivalry between georgetown and syracuse and the big east played every year at madison square garden in the spring the tournament's going on now and the other night georgetown and syracuse played for the last time together and it was like a buzzer beater whatever they call it. well Syracuse one but um yeah very sad passing of an era there it is so the so the Big East is sort of exploded then reconformed and now they're the new Big East and Syracuse is moving to the ACC and I just don't <laughs> understand Syracuse is going to be playing in the west because isn't that how it works in basketball they've got all these teams you know there's just no geographic affiliation whatsoever I don't understand it, it, I don't I, understand either. Syracuse not be in the Big East. I know. Oh, and Louisville is. It just, <laughs> I mean, I know we're not basketball experts. It just seems wrong. Like It confuses I, us. It does, especially as Easterners. You know, we don't take any other conference that seriously. Uh, so 
Sorry, SEC. But um, so there you go. So I just wanted to express my condolences because it did sound like a star-studded crowd the other night at the Garden for that buzzer beater, Monica. Way to go. Uh, A lot of uh, Syracuse and Georgetown players showing up for the last big game. I mean, imagine if, like, the Yankees and the Red Sox had, like, one last game. And that's kind of what it is for Georgetown and Syracuse. So, I mean, they may meet again in a tournament, but it's not quite the same. So condolences to you, but good news for Julie. All right, the other news of the week that I know Julie and I have been chomping at the bit to talk about is uh, Sheryl Sandberg Everywhere, COO of Facebook, with her new book, Lean In. And um, speaking of menopause, the musical, Julie's generation seems to have a problem with Cheryl Sandberg. (laughs) What is it with you baby boomers, grumpy cats? What is it? Well, I'll just tell you, Leanna Monica, first of all, I'm not buying the book. I just want to go on record because she works for Facebook, so she's got plenty of money, so she's not getting my $24.95, so I'm not actually buying the book, and I think I need to disclose that at the beginning of my comments. So That's supportive of women in the workforce. Thanks, Jewel. So I have formed my opinion of her book by reading a number of articles about it. Oh, good. Written by, might I add, women of your generation that are equally as annoyed with Sheryl Sandberg. Okay, well, here's the first thing. Hats off to her that she writes a book about women and work. Uh, I think it's always good that that's back in the discussion, okay, so that we don't forget how hard it is for women to get to work, to work, and to get home from work, and and then do it again the next day. Okay, that's so. I so I will give her some small amount of credit for that. Wow, but, that's generous. But that's that's where it ends. That's where my floppy bow tie comes off, and I really get mad because I what I think again from not reading the book. Yeah. What I understand is yeah. Good, I really think that she's that you know her central premise is that we're just not trying hard enough, and if that women really would just lean in a little more and just accept leadership and responsibilities, that everything would be fine. And and she doesn't really she doesn't acknowledge, as far as I can tell from my extensive <laughs> reading of not reading her book, is that <laughs> really doesn't acknowledge what it really was like to be a woman in the workforce, managerial workforce in the 60s and the 70s and how hard it was and how, you you know, the women, maybe they didn't achieve the kind of financial success that she has, but in their own small ways, they broke a lot of barriers. They, They took jobs that women had never taken. I was the first woman that had ever worked in a managerial training program in a steel mill in Fairless Hills, Pennsylvania. Okay. So that really wasn't, that was a pretty hostile work environment. My supervisor had Playboy centerfolds um, up on the wall in his office. Okay. So it was, it wasn't, so no matter how I leaned in, you know, it was, it was really rough. And I think that the fact that she doesn't acknowledge that gets a lot of people of my generation a little miffed a little hot under the collar well what what is it that you want from her like thanks and then move on i mean she's now she's like one of the most successful women in business ever all to me all she is encouraging women is don't cut yourself off at the knees before you have a chance to really have a career i mean she seems to just be saying you can be leaders you start talking yourself out of these roles in junior high school, according to the studies that she's citing in the book and in interviews, like just jump in and try something before you decide you can't do it. I I, I don't understand like how much homage like she has to pay to 
to your generation. Oh, yeah. Maybe just a little, Lee, and, and maybe an acknowledgement that not everyone is in the rarefied world that she lives in. I uh, Well, that I, I, I don't think she thinks that. I mean, I think she thinks, she, as I've heard her say several times this week, that she has a real responsibility to all women because she has attained that. She's just trying, you know, we're making 70 cents, 77 cents on the dollar, and she is concerned with all women, and she feels like she has a responsibility, which I think is admirable. You know, but I think, Leon, I think also for a lot of women, they're saying, okay, sure, I can work 20 hours a week or, you know, 20 hours a day or 15 hours a day. But what is going to be the impact on my, you know, my spouse, if I have a spouse or if I decide to have children? I mean, that's that's what she's saying, Julie. Do not cut yourself off. You know, deal with the child issue when you have the child issue. Women start talking to her at 20 like, well, I can't take this job because 15 years down the road, I may have kids. And she's saying, when you have children, you'll be able to figure it out and you may be at a much higher role. Just have a nanny raise your children. No, you know, that's the solution to it. No, that's, Julie, 70% of women work. So the idea that, like, there's tons of women, that's just not... The reality is 70% of women work, and if they didn't sort of second-guess their career path from the get-go, they might achieve a higher level, and they would have more flexibility and more ability to negotiate a flexible work schedule when they get to the point that they do have children. So it's not one or the other. It's put yourself in the best position. I just think that she, you know, that she had, you know, that she is from a rarefied tier of working women that most working women are. And it's uh, are not. And it's a disservice to say to so many women, well, if you just tried harder, if you just didn't cut yourself short, then you'd be better off. Because I think many women are working as hard as they possibly can. And that's the disservice is a strong word. I think disservice is a strong word. I, I think she has a very positive message for what the workplace is like now. And the idea that we need more people in senior management is true because when you have more women in senior management, then they're able to get policies in place for women who aren't in senior management. I remember very distinctly when Liz was at Nike and they were, you know, she was in senior management and they were building a daycare center, for instance. And the plan at Nike, uh, where Liz was one of the few women in senior management, was to have the daycare center be only available to senior executives. Because their time was very valuable. And Liz was able to argue, hey, you know what? That daycare center needs to be open to the admin level because they're the ones that actually hold the entire department together. And when they have to miss days uh, because of child care issues, that's when everybody in the department suffers. I mean, then that's just one example, but that's a powerful example when you're looking at we need women at all levels of the company. I, I, I totally agree with that. And that's she does get, you know, she does get kudos for raising this, you know, debate. But, I, you know, I, I just don't think that she acknowledges, A, the people who came okay. for her, or right. B, the, um, did I make that say, you know, I mean, you just, all right, fine. Thanks a lot. Okay. okay. Cue, then, cue, I, cue the tapestry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. I mean, that's the problem when you're the only one woman at that level. That's you're just now you have to thank all women who ever came before you. I mean, yes. it's just a lot exactly. to put on. You know, do we're this. still alive, Leon? It's not like we've died or anything. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I know, but we're still in the workforce, Leon. Okay, so just I, I think she came by her chance there. She just she should just she could 
It would have been the graceful thing to do. Oh, so. I don't think she's dismissed you. And first of all, you haven't read the book. So, <laughs> so. again, I explained my rationale there, Liam. Well, because I'm just bitter about Facebook. So, so that's a whole nother. Yeah, topic. I think she came by her success honestly, and yep. you know, she was she was not born with a silver spoon in her mouth. She did work her way up, you know, and uh, that idea that you know women attribute things to luck instead of hard work. I mean, we've been talking about this some of these issues on Satellite Sisters for years. In fact, yes, it was funny. Liz did a speech this week. Um, for a professional organization and we had had some communication about it because she's like, do you have any of those speeches we used to do like satellite, (laughs) (laughs) you know, somewhere on your laptop? Uh, You know, we used to do quite a few business speeches under the premise of like satellite sisters on common senses. And lo and behold, I actually do have files of speeches that we've done in the past for, you know, associations of lawyers or at General Mills. We went and spoke, Liz and I, one time. So I, you know, sported her the, you know, using your uncommon senses in business. And she texted me yesterday. She's like, that material still kills. And she (laughs) said, she said, what I realize is it's like Sheryl Sandberg light. Like, if you can't afford Sheryl Sandberg, just call the Satellite Sisters. <laughs> because the idea, Julie, that, like, someday the pork chop will be yours, th- there you go. It's all in there. It's all in there. Well, uh, so anyway, I think we're leaving that up to our listeners. Okay. If, well, go buy the book, fine. If you just want to read articles about it and rants and raves, that's okay, too. Time, Time Magazine has a lovely, the cover stories about it last week, so. Yes, and you go to leanin.org. That's her site. You can go there, too, if you're if you're interested uh, or not. <laughs> um, all right, I, I want to just... Just talk about retail for a second because I, I just want to alert you, sisters, to a new product explosion. Um, I know we've talked on Satellite Sisters about uh, Greek yogurt, how, how it's just – you could spend all day in the Greek yogurt aisle now. Isn't that true? <laughs> and it's in everything. It's in – now they're putting it in cereal, which actually does not sound that good to me. Like, I like to put cereal on my Greek yogurt, but already having Greek yogurt in a cereal, I don't get. But – I just wanted to shout out my favorite new Greek product name is Yopa. I like that. I just think that's an excellent name for Greek yogurt. But then uh, I got the new Land's End catalog. Mm -hmm. And sisters, I'm here to tell you, there are like 10 pages now filled with the Land's End tote bags. Okay? They have taken the tote bag, the simple Land's End tote, which... I believe I've given many of you for Christmas. It's a great gift, Leanne. We, I, I enjoy it. The personalized tote bag. I give those away a lot. It's one of my fave gifts of all time. Now you can get tote bags in all shapes, sizes, and configurations. Everything. They have coolers that look like tote bags. They have desk organizers that look like tote bags. They just have gone tote bag crazy over there at Land's End. Well, you know, Leanna, it's funny you mentioned that because I actually was going to get a baby gift for someone. And uh, knowing that you really are the genius when it comes to gift giving in our family, I was going to copy your baby gift to give a little tote bag with the baby's name on it to the new baby. And I went to Land's End and I was overwhelmed by the number of tote bags. I couldn't. I couldn't make a decision, Leanne. I couldn't figure out if there were like Easter tote bags. Yes. Did you see those? Easter basket tote bags. Yes. I know. I, I just, there were too many tote bags. I just wanted to like a simple little 
child tote bag and couldn't couldn't narrow it down. They I even have diaper it. bag tote bags now. So <laughs> it is. It's just a cautionary tale, Lancet. I think it's time to stop. Like it's like the it's like the Greek yogurt cereal. Like, okay, now it's enough. We don't need Greek yogurt already put in our cereal. We've reached the end of the Greek yogurt iterations. And I think you're right, Julie. The tote bags, take it back. Just take back the tote bag, Lanzen. I'm going to have to call one of those nice people in Wisconsin to have them help me um, figure out which tote bag is for a child. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of calls, service calls this week. Uh, I had a little uh, telecommunication fiasco. This week, sister said, I am just calling my bundle bungle. Okay. I spent so many hours on the phone this week with phone companies and cable companies. Here's, here's what happened. I was looking for ways to save money as I always am, but because I just did my taxes where it really smacks you in the face, what your salary is. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know how it happened, but I made less money this year than last year. So I know every month I am just throwing money away on cable, internet, phone. I mean, when you see those bills every yeah. month, it's just so much money. And, uh, you know, people, the young people at work, they're always telling me I've got to get, you know, Hulu, Netflix, don't play, pay the cable guy. You know, they still laugh at me because I am one of the only people in America that still has a home phone, which I enjoy. I'm not giving up the home phone. So I know that there are ways. And an answering machine. <laughs> you don't even freaking have voicemail. No, I don't, Leanne. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised you're throwing away a lot of money on your telecommunications because <laughs> Because it's so old. That, yes. that really shocks me, Monica, because you, like your cell phone can't text. No. Nope. Right? You can't like you can't do anything with that. You've got the answering machine on the home phone, which you never answer. <laughs> right. Or answer. call back. I use it for screening because I don't have uh caller ID because that costs extra money. But I but this woman at work told me about this plan called Blast Plus. So she's like, get Blast Plus. So I wrote it down on a little sticky note. So last week when I was homesick, I decided to take action. So uh, I call the phone company, and I am now speaking to who I believe is David Sedaris, who is the, like, (laughs) phone salesman who was trying to sell me this consolidation package. And really the only reason I stayed on the phone with him for so long is because he he sounded exactly like David Sedaris. And I found his voice very charming. And I was just waiting for him to, like, recite lines from the Santa Land Diary. So we had, like, this long talk. And he was going to just, everything was going to be bundled. And, you know, he was, I I set up appointments to have service people come out to the house next week. I was going to save like enormous amounts of money every month, of course, for a year or two. And then, you know, all bets are off. So I signed up for this, everything to be bundled through my phone company. But it meant that I was going to have to go with a dish, the dish network for TV. Oh, oh God. I know. Oh. And that means the dish on the house. 
And I, that's when I stopped David Sedaris. I'm like, they have to put one of those things on the house. He said, oh, you know, it's not that bad. And if you want, we can just put it on a pole in the backyard. <laughs> it's like, oh, that'll look nice. Just like a pole with a big dish on it. But the price was so good, I signed up for the whole thing. So then I sat at home. And about three hours later, I just really had a lot of regret about this whole bundling package. And mainly... Monica, <laughs> Monica, you know, they have like, you know, legislators, they make laws to protect people like you because, you know... Who get talked into bundling? Yes, Monica, you like, you're, you're a prey, you know, that you were just, you just wanted things simpler and easier. And David Sedaris there talked you in probably to something that's more complicated, more expensive, and probably won't work as well. Right. And it involved several service calls to the house. And the main thing is when I started looking around the neighborhood and I saw people that had the big dish on their roof, I don't have a big house and a big backyard. And I just know I would just sit out there every day in my backyard and hate that dish. So, <laughs> Yes, you would for the rest of your life, but you never take it down. You never take it down. Right. So mad about that dish. So here I signed up for this entire plan. He gave me like 14 order numbers. I know. Numbers. He was so excited that he had made this big sale. And I just, I called back like a couple hours later and I just canceled the whole thing. That's okay. Which of course was not easy. No. Because even though I was calling a telephone company, they could, you know, I had to speak to like seven different people and I kept getting transferred around and the woman's like, no, you have to talk to this department. And I say, well, can you transfer me? She said, no, I can't. And I'm like, aren't you a phone company? I know. I know. Can't you transfer me? So now, you know, I, I called the cable company and they, they tried to sell me, you know, a, there was like the double header, then there was the triple play. I, I, I got so confused. I, I didn't know what was happening, but so I canceled the whole dish thing. So did you and, end up actually paying more for your telephone cable services? No, no. I, I believe I'm going to be saving about $50 a month. Okay, good. This. Well, that's I, signed, I, I signed up for the triple play, but what worries me is that seeing I canceled with the phone company. I mean, the main thing is I want to keep my same phone number, which cost me a little bit extra, but I canceled with the first guy with David Sedaris. So the, all weekend I've been getting calls about the guy who's coming tomorrow to put the dish on the roof. I know and Ooh, they I, sub, they subcontract that out. Oh my gosh. Oh, he'll so, show, he'll show up. Yeah, and of course they're not open on the weekend. Right. You, know, you can't even call a number. You have to anyways, it's it was it was a crazy thing. It took me all morning, <laughs> bought all the stuff, then I canceled it all, then I bought something else. <laughs> oh, I just hope I'm still connected to the real world next <laughs> week. But really, but I, who would know, right? I, mean, <laughs> I still have my nine ninety nine flip phone, so okay. that's good, Monica. Hold on to that. Don't get rid of that. Yeah, you know, your same number. You know, that's yeah. good. No, I did the same thing over Christmas, and it was very, very complicated. Yes. It was took many phone calls and many service calls, and you know, AT and T accusing Directv of dropping the ball, and vice versa. And we finally got it settled, but. 
You know, you can't actually, they tell you this, and like Susie Orman always tells you this, but I just negotiated a different rate. I'm like, I don't want to pay more than this. What can you Leave, do for me? Thank you. That's what I did with the cable company. I called them, and I they they said the triple play, and I told them I had just signed up with my phone company yeah. to, to give me all my services. So I said, what, you know, what can you do for me? Which right. Is Good. Very- Good. And so I got a better price. There you go. I did the Hopefully same thing. Hopefully it will work out. Yeah. And it's, I, we were not leaving DirecTV, but I didn't want to tell DirecTV that. But I negotiated a good rate. So there you go. <laughs> we we and love yet, Direct. And yet Liz, our sister, the TV executive, who is not here this weekend, uh, would be, we'd just be so happy that you're still connected to cable. Yeah. Because that is, that is really... Not the leap forward. That is not a blast forward. <laughs> That's sort of a blast back, you know, that because most, uh, you know, like I see that my son, he doesn't have cable, like all the young people in your office. Mom. Right. No one has cable. They're like, don't pay cable. the man. I was like, pay. I like the man. I know. I know. And they're like, oh, I, I, you know, I say to him, I need network TV. I need the news. I would not have seen the Pope you know, on ABC News, if I didn't have regular TV, they're like, oh, get rid of that. Just get Netflix. You know, you can watch cartoons all day. Oh. <laughs> so anyway, wow. I like Speaking of grumpy. <laughs> exactly. This really feeds into so perfectly what I wanted to talk about, Monica, was that this week of, in Texas was the South by Southwest Conference, you know, which is the big, it's a musical event, uh, it's a tech fair, it's, it's a food festival, it's where all the cool people are. So, of course, oh, yeah. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. So, I was just reading about it. But, <laughs> again, again, sort of that's, I really don't experience anything. I just read about it. <laughs> opinions that I hold on to, and then there you go. So this is my opinion about South by Southwest. It's over. It's totally jumped the shark, if I can even use that expression, Leanne. It's because this year, the big star of South by Southwest was Grumpy the Cat. Have you seen this? I think it's just Grumpy Cat. Roy Grumpy. Jim <laughs> <laughs> got the name right. Right. And then I guess the line was around the block in Austin so that you could have your picture taken with Grumpy Cat. Uh, And that, you know, millions of people have visited his website. He's like he was the big star of this. What is supposed to be, you know, a, a, you know, a, a, a cutting edge cultural festival. Yes. I mean, it came out of South by Southwest. Foursquare, I have no idea what that is, but that was another very successful. Yeah. <laughs> That's where you text people where you are. Yeah. You yeah. know, and your friends are supposed Twitter, to. I know what Twitter is, Monica, but but Foursquare does that too? That's yeah. Our... Yeah, that's, you know, it's so you just meet your friends at a bar because they're all on Foursquare. They didn't have any of that this year. I mean, the big, that's the big, it's the cat. That's it. So how, how can... How can all these cool people who do not bundle their telecommunications? <laughs> this is the future generation, right? And they're like standing in line to have their picture taken with a cat, okay? It That's is grumpy cat. cat, though. It's pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't even like you cats. Even it, my, you and my, I thought, you two, of any of the sisters... <laughs> You two Frankly, do- and that's, yeah. I agree with you, Julie. That's not what the festival should be about. It's supposed to be about cool music, cool people, films. You know, it's not right. supposed to be about Grumpy Cat. 
But there was one there was one promising thing that caught my eye um, that I read about, which I think if this could be this, this would be the most amazing thing. It's something by a company. It's called First Warning Systems. And they have they have created a bra that can detect breast cancer. Oh, wow. I don't know what would work or why it would work or, you know, what, how they're detecting it. But that was, I don't know why I thought you were going to say like it could detect earthquakes. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I don't know. A brassiere that can detect earthquakes. Don't, don't, don't say another word. Don't tell anyone else about it, Leanne. Okay. Next year. (laughs) I don't know. I'm not thinking anything breast related. I thought the bra was <laughs> something extraordinary like or you, you could tell your friends what bar you're at to meet you there <laughs> okay. okay sorry okay so many so many uses for bras now <laughs> okay okay all right well that's that's my full report i was going to end on this very Poignant and significant um, <laughs> technological breakthrough. But, but of course, we thank you. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> I'm sorry, Julie. Did you want to? Did you want to go ahead with the poignant and significant? No, I didn't. No, it's over. It's over. The moment is passed. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh wow, that was uh, quite a show. <laughs> 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 you get to work on that bra i mean i think that that be- would be good well there i guess it was because there was actually um we had an earthquake in california this week and they caltech has developed an earthquake detection system and it it did go off just only 30 seconds before the earthquake which i find very unhelpful like that's that's <laughs> only going to create extreme panic but if it was in your bra <laughs> <laughs> You would know right away. I was like, how can they get the message out in 30 seconds? But if your bra starts going off, you could get to a doorway. And that I might start wearing bras again as opposed to camisole. So you're on, you're on to something very big there, Leanne. Okay. okay. I would not tell another soul because someone's going to steal that idea. Okay. Okay. Well, this was fun, sisters. I'm glad, glad, glad we got together uh, on this St. Patrick's Day. And um, here's what's happening next week. We are headed back to Connecticut. We are having my dad's wake and funeral mass. And then the week after is Easter. So Satellite Sisters is going to take a little spring break here. Um, but once again, we'd like to thank you always for your support. It's always great to hear from you on the website. You can find us at SatelliteSisters.com. We do tweet, Julie, just in case you want to get in on that action. We're at Sat Sisters. I, of course, have the Chaos Chronicles um, podcast going on as well. But um, happy St. Patrick's Day to all the Satellite Sisterhood. Uh, be safe. Just just stay at home and put your bra on is what I suggest. <laughs> um all right sisters have a good week you too thanks and don't forget call your satellite sister